Hey friend. Okay. This is episode 248. It is Tuesday. I don't know. We're in the month of March. I know that much, but this is a an episode I have been whew, taking my time on. It um I've been dragging my feet a bit. And if you're looking at the title, uh, it says self-worth and the Christian entrepreneur. Like, how do those things go together? And what does that mean as a Christian? Like, what is even what does self-worth mean? Well, I'm glad you're here because we're going to talk about it. And I'll be honest, it it might ruffle your feathers just a little bit. And I'm okay with it because I'm here to be used by the Lord to share the message that he has put upon my heart and in my mouth. So if you are ready for this, maybe go fill up that cup of coffee. A little extra caffeine might not hurt today. And... Uh, Let's get started. Hey, Kingdom Builder. Welcome to the Growth Against the Grain podcast. Are you struggling to find balance between what Jesus wants for you and your big business goals? Do you find yourself up late at night, overwhelmed by the goals and growth you long for while also lacking the confidence to get there? Do you wake up with big, ambitious dreams only to feel frustrated that you're not promoting and afraid you'll fail when another team member quits and you missed that promotion again? Hey, I'm Michelle. I too was tired of being in the same place year after year. I too felt frustrated and wished to build the business of my dreams. I wanted to honor the Lord, level up, and see my team succeeding. But I kept telling myself, the products are too expensive, or no one wants to join me, or maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Does that sound familiar? Until I realized that all the growth and success was nothing if God wasn't my first priority. In this podcast, you'll find network marketing business tips, biblical mindset encouragement, and a little mama motivation sprinkled in from time to time, all so that you'll see the growth and success through God's eyes first. Let's partner together, grow against the grain of this world, and find that balance you've been craving. Friend, go grab your Bible, notebook, and that coffee that's been beeping at you from the microwave. Let's get ready to grow against the grain. Okay, a few weeks ago, I put in the Facebook community a post that said something like, you know, I'm recording new episodes. What is it that you want to hear about? Because I want to hear from you. So little plug, if you're not in the Facebook community, go join us because I ask questions like this from time to time. And I'll be perfectly honest, I have not been as active as I would like to be on there. Um, Just life, right? So, but it's a great place. You can ask questions, all kinds of things. So Anyways, that aside, here we go. There were quite a few questions or quite a few um, ideas that came across there. And there was one that, I'll be honest, I have been kind of dragging me f- my feet on, dragging me feet on. Um, and um, yeah, just, just kind of waiting on. And this is what it said, self-worth. So I was like, okay, um... Can you expand on this? And she hasn't. She never has. And so I was like, okay, because I didn't want to just like come out of the, well, maybe it was just an excuse, but I was saying I didn't want to just like come straight out full steam without fully understanding where she was coming from, because I I knew exactly what I wanted to say about that, but I also wanted to just hear from her a little bit. And so she hasn't expanded on it, and what I wanted to say has not changed. So here we are. 
I kind of feel like I'm standing um, <laughs> next to a firecracker, like it's in my hand and I'm about to light it. And part of me, like my knee jerk reaction is to either A, not light it or B, light it and throw it. But I'm just going to light it and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to stand by it because um, I really do believe that this is what the Lord has um, put on my heart. And as I said at the beginning, it might ruffle some feathers and I'm okay with it because ruffled feathers are can be good. And I know that when I get kind of my panties in a bunch and I get a little offended or hurt or whatever, I I use that as a sign for myself to take a little like, er, um, why is that bugging you, Michelle? Like, what about that is bothering you? And really take it before the Lord. And and what I know for myself too often is that I, I generally need to humble myself in some area because my definition and the Lord's definition have not matched up. And yet my pride and my arrogance is like, oh, wait up. Hold on, Lord. Like, mine is superior than yours. That's not true. Um, and if, uh, if you're, you're upset or offended about something, um, come to me, let me know, tell me, we can talk about it and, and work through that and, and really hear your heart on this. Um, but really more than anything, and this is something that I teach my kids to like, if they're hurt by something, like, let's take a minute, like why? And what we usually find out is there's some truth to it. They just didn't like the way it was said. They didn't like how someone came at them or whatever. So anyways, that is enough, uh, you know, softening this as I'm going to do. So I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. And um, well, actually, let me start with this quote that I, I just put in self-worth into Google. And of course, first it came up with like, you know, financial self-worth and, you know, your 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 monetary worth. Then I found this on psychalive.org and it is kind of like a little comparison between self-worth versus self-esteem. And they say, although self-worth is often used as a synonym for self-esteem, Dr. Lisa Firestone, I don't know who she is, believes that self-worth should be less about measuring yourself based on external actions and more about valuing your inherent worth as a person. In other words, self-worth is about who you are, not about what you do. Now, I, this is Psychology Alive, Psych Alive. It's not a Christian website. And I would venture to say that a lot of the things on there I'm actually going to disagree with in many ways. But I have to say, I actually agree with what she's saying here, that self-worth is about who you are, not about what you do. But I want to take it to God's word. And so I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off right here, right now. And I'm just going to say that I believe that self-worth and self-esteem are just another way for Satan to take our eyes off of the Lord. Because friend, what are the first, what's the first word there? That those four letters, like they're four letter words for a reason. Those four, four letters, first four letters, self it's me, 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 the blessed Trinity, me, myself, and I, like the enemy, Satan. In fact, I actually want to stop calling him the the enemy and start calling him who he is, the devil, Satan. It's just another way that we get to like sugarcoat this thing. This has been a personal conviction of mine recently. I'm like, why do I just keep calling him the enemy? I mean, he is 
our enemy, but he has a name. His name is Satan. And his number one objective, he wakes up every morning to seek and destroy. And he is going to seek and destroy in every way possible. And one of his favorite ways is to sugarcoat, sugarcoat lies to make them more palatable. When I was in high school, and I don't, I, I don't think I was a, a terribly um, discerning high schooler, but I remember, I have a terrible memory. There are a few things that I remember. One of those things that I remember is absolutely just hating the word self-esteem. In the 80s, 90s, it was thrown around everywhere. It was very much this psychology of, you know, a kid's self-esteem and and how they feel. And yes, I do think it's important to understand how a child feels through a different thing. My kids have gone through a lot of different things and it has forced me to be even more empathetic than I thought was possible. And so anyways, I get that. But this whole self-esteem movement, I just... I just couldn't understand it. Our esteem, now this is as a high schooler, this is what I understood. Our esteem, my esteem, my worth was not in myself. Our esteem, our worth is not in ourselves. Friend, if you are listening to this podcast, you are very more than likely, very more than likely, you are more than likely a Christian, a woman who puts her eyes up to Jesus Christ, you believe the uh, the the Bible to be a hundred percent true, Genesis to Revelations. So our worth, it's in Jesus Christ, the Lord God, the Creator of the universe. Period. There is no qualifications there qualifying this, but 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 no. Our worth, our esteem is not in ourselves. It is in Jesus Christ, the Lord God, the creator of the universe. Full sentence. There's there's absolutely nothing to add there. Your worth is not found in you. You are amazing. But you know why? Because of Jesus. Your worth and your value have nothing to do with you and everything to do with what Jesus did for you and for me. If, if we were to get what we deserved, you know, like I did this, so I deserve this. If we're to get exactly what we deserve, friend, it's bleak. It's bleak. You know what we deserve? We deserve eternal separation from Jesus Christ. That's what we deserve. And by the grace of God, we don't get that. It is something that I, um, you know, everyone has like a hill that they die on, right? You know, manners, table manners are kind of a big thing to me, setting the table, things like that. Like that's a, that's a hill that I die on in my family. Um, every family has something different. There's also another hill that I have died on. And you can ask my children at any time, what do you deserve? And they will tell you, and this might seem harsh, but it's true. They will tell you what I have told them every time they have said this, because how many times do we come off and be like, well, I did this, so I deserve this. Now, 
I get in theory what you're talking about. Like you put in the time and you deserve some sort of, you know, consequence from that. It consequence isn't always bad. It's just a result. You, you deserve some sort of result out of that, right? But most of the time, my children are coming to me whining. I did this and I deserved it. Da, 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 da. No. My, my sweet daughter, what you deserve is eternal separation from Christ. My friend, what we truly deserve, we, we don't want. We don't want that. Your worth, friend, and actually before I get to that, the world wants nothing more than to wrap up, like I said, sugarcoat this clever and cute saying that's tickling our ears, but has absolutely nothing to do with truth. So we hear self-worth, 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 you know, put your own gas mask on first or whatever, the air mask on first when you're in the plane. And, and I get that on one level, but when we start, when we start making that a, um, a phrase for our life and, and symbolic for something bigger than it needs to be, like literally in the plane, if it's going down, you need to have your oxygen mask on and then you can put it on the others and, you know. It doesn't need to be some euphemism for our life. Your worth, your worth is found in the fact that you and me, you and I, you and I, and every human who ever walked this earth and whoever will has been made in the image of God. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says that. Psalm 139, 13 through 16 says, we were fearfully and wonderfully made and all of the days of our lives were written before there was even one of them. Talk about worth. Like you're fearfully and wonderfully made, knit together in your mother's womb. Ephesians 1, 4 says that God chose his children before the foundation of the earth was ever formed. He chose you and me. Talk about valuable. I mean, you want worth, friend? God, the creator of the universe, chose you before the foundation of time. Ephesians 1, 13 through 14 says that that we are God's own possession chosen for the praise of his glory and that we have an inheritance in heaven with him as his children. When I think of inheritance, I think, oh, well, we deserve something. We deserve our parents to leave us something. No, we don't, first of all. And second, our inheritance is in heaven. Let me tell you, as I am going through stuff that I have saved and saved and saved, these things that will will moth and rust will get to them. Fire and water will damage them. This is not our inheritance here on this earth. It's in heaven. And he chose us. We are his possession, chosen for the praise of his glory, that we have an inheritance in heaven. Friends, these are all things that are done to us and for us by the Lord. None of this is something that we've done. As I've said many times, like God does not need us. He chooses us. He chooses to use us to accomplish his will. So if you're struggling with your self-worth, friend, where are you looking to define yourself? 
What is it that you're looking to to be what gives you value? Are you looking in what you've done in your business, in your husband, in your success, in your bank account, in your family, in your children, in your house, in the car that you drive? Is that where you're looking for worth? Because friend, it's going to fail you every single day. Your house may catch on fire. I didn't plan for that. You're not going to plan for that. Like you're not going to expect it to happen. So our worth, our worth needs to be in something, in someone who is unchanging. This topic gets me a little hot, a little heated because I see too many Christians defining themselves by all of those other things. Like I just said, their business, their family, their success. They're things. And I'm guilty of it. So guilty of it. And it's so hard as we are working on rebuilding the things that have been damaged in our house and maybe doing other things and and keeping myself in check as to why we're doing the things that we're doing. Is it because it's going to you know, make me seem more valuable? Is it going to make my Instagram feed look better? It's going to make me, I don't know, something. Motives. What are our motives behind these things? Friend, if you're struggling with your self-worth, what are you valuing, basing your value upon? Because you're going to struggle with it every single day if you're basing your value upon the things of this earth. Because you're never going to measure up. And just the minute you do, there's going to be another Instagram influencer that's going to knock you off that pedestal. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I need to do something again. Where are you finding your value and your worth? Because it's not in you. You are going to disappoint yourself all the time. Because that's what we do. We're fallible. We're human. We're going to make mistakes always, but Jesus will not. He will always be there. So if you're striving in your business to do all of these things because it's going to make you something that you think you're not, it's it's never going to quench your appetite, quench your thirst. It's never going to satiate you. So can I just caution you, friend, from ascribing to these words that we hear all the time. They are sweet to our ears. They tickle our ears. But friend, it is sugar-coated lies. Sugar-coated lies. Ask yourself, does that make sense? Is that what God's word says? And if it doesn't, then walk away from that and go to God's word. Our standard is God's word. It is not the influencer on Instagram. It is not the person at the top of the company. It is not those people on your team. Those people, the the person who's doing better than you, the person who's doing worse than you, they are not your standard. God's word is your standard. We are called to be in the world, but not of the world. And defining yourself by who God made you to be 
is absolutely one way to differentiate you from everyone else in this world. Your worth, my friend, at the checkout counter of the supermarket, you want to know what your worth is? It is one Jesus Christ. Because he paid his life for you. He died on that cross, my friend. He spilled his blood for you. So how are you defining yourself? Are you defining it by the world standard? Or are you defining it by God's standard? You will never be disappointed by God's standard. And we're going to struggle with this until until we were face to face with him, right? Because as humans, as humans, goodness gracious, we are measuring ourselves up against other humans all day long. Take it before the Lord. Take it before the Lord. And in fact, I'm going to pray for us right now. Dear gracious Father, I just pray that you would come before us right now, Lord, That we would be so much more aware today and every day forward that our worth is not in our business, in our husband, in in our car, in our children, in our home, in the things that we have. Lord, those things will fade away. But you never will. You chose us before the foundation of the earth, Lord. May we recognize the immense privilege and value in your choosing of us. Thank you, Father. Give us wisdom and discernment, Lord, to to understand what are those sugar-coated lies that we are absolutely gobbling up and finding that they are not satisfying our hunger, Lord. They are not quenching our thirst. Lord, give us discernment to discern between what is your truth and what is the world's lie. And in your son's precious name, amen. Hey, before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's episode, would you pop over to iTunes to Growth Against the Grain and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of other mamas just like you, learning to align their audacious goals with what God has for them, then join us at bit.ly slash Christian Mindset Support or click on the link below. There's always room for one more. Can't wait to see you over there.